What it is, what it is, what it is, fam bam. It's your girl Jess, Jess B. Real of Jess B. Real Podcast. Thanks for kicking it with me for another episode. Y'all probably wondering, like, yo, this is not the normal intro. I know, I know. It's June, though. June means it's Pride Month. So it's only right we pay homage, show some love, and get educated. The LGBTQIA community is not being acknowledged that much in the Black Lives Matter movement, and their lives matter too. But you know what? We got the realest, Jay Hill, to kick it with us today. So let's get real. All right, we got the realest with us, Jay Hill, of the amazing and incomparable CEO of BDU. If y'all know what BDU is, Big Drip University is a company yes. she started last year. That joint is fire. If you're in the fashion, updates the latest news, want to get educated and climb, BDU is the place to go. She also, we are hosting our podcast together, which I'm pretty sure y'all heard me talk about, uh, Different World View with Jay Hill and Just Be Real. We just see things differently. We North meet South, PWI HBCU. It's just a whole phenomenon with two. All right, well, as you already know, of course, I'm a just as well. Um, we are names. We are named twins. Uh, wait, I go by Jay Hill. All the way from the Mad Time, in case y'all don't know what it said, that's making Georgia 478 the heart of Georgia. Um, like I said, BDU is my baby. Um, that's something I've been trying to do for a long time. Um, I finally just took my risk and went at it to make sure that culture is preserved as hey. well as fashion. So, yeah. Faith over fear, people. Faith over fear. That's what you got to do. Just go out there and do it no matter what. I wish y'all could see our fits right now. We out here repping hard for pride. Some proud black women, not ashamed of the culture. Y'all might not have known that. Yeah, I'm part of the LGBTQIA+. So it was only right to get my swag, sir. Because, you know, down south, they say sir. We say sis, but they say sir. So you got to respect the culture. Had to get the swag, sir, on this one time for the one time. She's also another soror. I can't help it that my sorors are ambiguous and out here. Whenever I do a podcast and they multifaceted, so don't be mad at me. Be mad at Delta. (laughs) So, yeah, so the topic of our episode today is let's get back to questioning including allies. And I put the including allies a part of it because it's LGBTQIA+. So you got to respect everything that's included. And if you're an ally, a part of the whole game, you're included in the game as well. So it's only right to bring y'all in. But I had to kick off the first Sunday in June with the one and only. So, Jess, we're just going to jump right into it because, you know, we got to get real. We're going to just jump right into it. So when did you know you weren't really into the opposite sex for real? So, me being the person I am, I'm a true believer that we are born this way. This is not a choice. Um... And so going back to, we're talking when I had a recollection of it, you're talking age three. Ooh. Um, I had actually a crush on a childhood friend, a childhood best friend. Wow. And like, so how I knew something was different, you know, you know of course, at that time frame, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what this is. I just know I had a, you know, attraction toward girls. Or, right. You know, same sex. And so, like, I would get mad, like, if she got little boyfriends in school, I'd be mad. Like, I'd go home, pissed, like, pissed off, like, the fact that, I was like, man, that really fucked my girlfriend, you know? I was like, like, she belongs to me. That's mine. Yes. Yes. And so, like, even, like, you know, going back to childhood, you know, stories and things of nature, when it came to playing house, 
I always wanted to be, you know, the masculine one. Oh, the daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I know that role very well. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so even, I don't know, it's just like even when it came to Barbie dolls, I always wanted to can't play with the Ken doll. Like my cousins, they would get more play with the actual Barbie doll. I always love the Ken doll outside and things of that nature. But I always had attraction to, you know, more of my masculine side. I think for yeah. me it was like, I looked at the Barbies. I had no problem braiding their hair, but I also was ready to burn them with the G.I. Joes. Don't ask me why. That was a good inclination right there. Like, girl, you're a little different. Yes, I would prefer the rest of the men. So, you know, you know, Stone Cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, all of them. Oh, yeah, The Rock before he became, like, a big phenomenon. Yeah, that's true. That's how I knew I was different, but I knew I was extra different because I'm like, I like braiding hair, but I also like burning these Barbies, too. So there's a diff. There's something you're not the average little five year old girl, and then you always want to play the dad and playing house, girl. Why you just want to touch one of these little girls? There's something wrong. It's not something wrong with you, but you know you're not. Nah, you're not the average. So for some of y'all who don't know, I am bisexual. So I do. I and I'm not one of them cliche bisexuals. I'm not one of them. Oh, I like one more than the other, or let me sit out here and embarrass myself so I can just. Oh, a guy broke my heart. Let me go ahead and uh, let me go mess with females. Nah, that's not me. I've always had a boyfriend. I've always had, I've had girlfriends. I've been engaged to a female. I've been engaged to a man. It's literally whichever floats my boat, which comes into play. I'm very transparent. Many don't know. They're like, oh, Jess, we didn't know. I was the type where my door's always been open. I'm just selective about who I let in to see in my closet because not everybody need to know my business. As y'all know, I'm a private person. Amen. I'm not ashamed. But I'm, I have no problem being out here letting people know um, what it is. So, did you ever hide the truth for a while, though, when you knew that you were different, though, Jay? Like, was it something that you were just like, the world's going to chastise me for this. It's not really what the world is okay and ready for. But because I'm different, it's a threat to them. So, they're going to sit here and judge me anyway. So, I might as well just live my truth. So, I'm going to tell you the oddest thing about everything. So, I have to just give you the little background story. So, okay. So... For years, I had that feeling. So I, I actually dated guys. So I could say, hey, I tried. You know how they always say, you you don't know nothing that you like unless you try it. Dated guys. Anytime a fair relationship came into play. I hate how people I push was, that on you, though. Like, I hate how people push that. Like, you don't like it if you don't try it. Okay, so if I know what my preference is and what I like, as and I know my person, and me as a person, how you going to tell me what I don't like and like? You know, in the south, you know, I'm in the south, born and raised. Okay, yeah, you, 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 you at the bottom of the Mason Dixon line, bro. I forgot what you were talking about. Think about it. I'm from the city where we have the most churches. We have the second most churches in the whole United States. It's a church on every corner, so you already know what they pushing. Patriarchal society for real down there. So, but continue, continue, continue. Yeah. So, um, for me, it was just always something that I would revisit. Like after a breakup and things of nature, because I knew something was different. I just couldn't figure it out. At that, at that point in time, I was like, you know, something wrong with the guys I'm dating, but actually with me, you know, because I, you know, I wasn't living in my truth. And so it just is weird. I found out what actually being gay was and lesbian was through Degrassi, Next Generation. Yo, I don't know if y'all, a lot of y'all was probably born in the new millennium. But Degrassi was one of them shows when it's like you had a different world and all them other shows that address stuff like this off the air. Degrassi was probably the only show that was like probably considered controversial because when it was it was based in Canada, so y'all know they have a whole different outlook on life. But nonetheless, it was touching issues for us growing up as teenagers to be like, yo, it's cool to be you and you're not we as a society in like the television world see what y'all facing. 
So let's go ahead and address this shit in a TV show. So I definitely agree with you on that. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so when Paige started, I think it was Alex. I think that's her name. Paige started messing with Alex. And she figured it out. I was like, oh, I, so that's what that feeling is. So, you know, I was excited. Like, I was excited. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, I have finally cracked the code. This is it. And so the Vinci's code is cracked. I diary interest about it. And then came a point where I finally was presented with the opportunity to actually try and see if that's what I wanted to do. And I hid it for maybe the experience happened in March. I hid it for maybe eight months. And how old were you when you kind of figured this out after looking at Degrassi? Like, oh, boom, bingo, when this Degrassi, is me. When Degrassi actually hit, I was I had like 13 or 14. All right. So I had been writing diary entries. Damn, so that's right in the prime because that's like teenage years for real, like transition to yes. high school type. Damn, am I about to let this or no, player? Yeah. So I kind of, you know, continued on, you know, when you in high school, continued on. Like, at this one time, I was classified, you know, I was on my feminine side. So I continued living, you know, this this double life it got, and it got to the point where it became very frustrating for me yeah so like living double life so i had my first you know experience lgbt experience when i was 15 and then i told my mom a couple months after my uh 16th birthday how was your mom with that though well how like how what was her reaction was she because re- i know especially because you in the south most black parents oh. and black families <laughs> are not so receptive when they hear their children are not focused on the opposite well as as we say in the proper term now cis you know Dealing with somebody who's of cisgender, which pretty much is somebody who was born that way. So, like, if you're a man, you're born a man. And I'm only saying cisgender because, given we're talking about, we're going to use the proper terms. Because I'm not just going to say heterosexual, but cisgender is pretty much right. saying you were born as a man. That's what you identify with. So, you're cisgender. So, like, some parents, I know for me, my mom found out when my first girlfriend, I was 16, I swear to everything I love. She was like, you sleeping over this girl's house and this is what's going on? Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Da-da-da-da. But she's always had ideas. So, her question as a black mom was... Oh, so does so-and-so like girls or does so-and-so have a boyfriend? That was her polite way of saying, are they gay to know if I'm messing with them or not to try to get an inclination. But a lot a lot of black people or in black culture in general, not up until recently, have been more open and under trying to understand the culture rather than just bash it and just, you know, chastise and be like, oh, yeah, let me ostracize you because you different. But if you don't open your mouth, you wouldn't even know I was a part of the community. So why are you trying to judge me now? Because that's what I'm classifying myself, which I feel like Ty Young says it best. Labels are for clothes, not people. But, you know, people like to label each other because, you know, they got to know where they, they got to know where to rank you. So pretty much, you know, being a, a, a gay person or somebody of the LGBTQIA plus community, you black, okay, you already at the totem pole. But if you a black, you a lesbian, you black, you gay, you bisexual, we know to put you at the bottom. We know how to address you because you don't have that much, you know, superiority or thoughts. But at the, in reality, there's so many people out there now. So, like, how was your mom? I know your mom probably wasn't as receptive when you first told her. So, I can go into that story. I'm touching that briefly. Um, so, I was outed. So for those who don't know what outed means, um, that means that somebody uh, actually express to other people that you're you're interested in the same sex we really are jessica's we really are jessica's because that was my experience so i was out at this school um i'm in high school and so being from you know my city everybody know everybody so in other words it was probably the only marital time before i got back to my mama so i respect my mama i always want her to hear out of my mouth and not someone else's mouth so what I decided to do was I actually because like back then me and my mom they had a relationship where right. I could just go tell, talk to her about everything, right. like not down here. 
Um, so I wrote her a letter. I wrote her actually a five-page letter. I still had a letter to this day. Um, I don't think she got through the entire letter because I, I messed up. Tell you, I messed up. This is funny, boy. I put gay then I'm gay towards the beginning of the letter. I should have put just put it in the end. Yeah. So she could have got through the whole letter versus you know, cause she she came back in my room too quick. Like, and then she was like, "Are you playing with me? Like, you playing?" She thought it was a joke, and I was like, "I'm dead serious." And then it's just it just turned into a major altercation that I was forever member because it's like fell ingrained in me. Um. Like I remember what I had on everything. But see, that's part of the that's part of I feel like of the experience. Like you'll never forget. Like I feel like the same way. Like somebody out of me, I was at the movie theaters, leaving the movie theaters with my girlfriend, which was my friend to my mom, and she was picking me up from the movie theaters. And one of the girls that I actually grew up with in high school was like, I was upset because we had just gotten to a big argument at the movie theater because there was another dude, my other ex, which is my ex boyfriend was there and she thought i was still head over heels for him and i'm like girl i'm here at the movies with you like i'm what are you doing and she was two years older than me but her and my ex were friends so she automatically thought like oh she wanted to probably be with him and i'm like nah so i was upset so we kind of semi broke up so my mom picked me up i was crying and my one of the girls i used to be cool was like oh jessica's only crying because her and her girlfriend got into an argument and they broke up when i tell you i never seen my mom drive home so damn fast from this me all of the 10 minutes from the movie theater and be so pissed off that car ride was silent and when we got to the crib i wish i could have been there but the way my head got screamed off was ridiculous that bitch tried to conform you she trying to turn you out she tried to make you gay because that's not how you was raised but because in their society and the way it is biblically for them in their mind the way they pick out the bible and i'm not going to say that they're not christians but i'm using my words by the way they pick out the bible with generations before is you're not supposed to deal with nobody of the same sex god made adam and eve not adam and steve my mom used to say that shit regularly but one of her close friends we grew up to which is our family friend and next door neighbor was a lesbian which i call my aunt my aunt renee which i love and i go to about everything but my aunt renee was like the real reason why i was just like f this my aunt living her truth I'm living mine too because listen, I can't hide this. Like I can't, and I like you said, I feel like we're born this way. I don't feel like you only get a choice when you play in the fence and you this whole time you've been dealing with dudes and a female never crossed your mind or if you've never been attracted or mm-hmm. a kiss on the lips or a girl is like, yeah, all right, whatever. But I feel like when you want to go that further route and you want to be committed and in a relationship, mm-hmm. it's a different situation. So I definitely get you. <laughs> I totally understand. That's how I know we mm-hmm. both Jessica's because my mom, Jackie, was like, eh. Uh-uh. Not in this house. She was like that too, and I was just like, and I mean, I guess she thought I was joking to the point where like it resurfaced again and it hit her again, and it was just like, oh, she ain't playing. So maybe she, maybe she thought it was a phase. That's what she always would say. Uh, I hate when they belittle it. You know, they always say try to belittle it. Oh, what's the phase? You'll grow out of it. But without my support circle, like I had, like a um, I had a teacher at school, a high school teacher at school. He um, without him. And a few others, I do not think I probably would have made it, you know, said to be talking to you about this situation. So that situation really like threw me for a loop. Like many people thought, like, it's like, I know we're just graduating under all this pressure and stress. And I was like, I had to graduate to go off to college right. to be great and to live, continue to live my truth. Because once, once I'm off to college, that's it. It's a wrap. Child, like, we don't want to talk about college because college for me. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, child people who know know me i was i was little literally out there like i was 
I had some girls here, some dudes. Like, I was living my bisexuality for real. And the sad part is, they was intermingling with each other. Um, <laughs> niggas who know me know the whole little situation at DSU. But we not going to speak of it. But if you know, you know. Period. That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you know. But, um, yeah, college, I want to say, is really when I really was like, yeah, I'm living this. Like, yeah, it's like, and that's when I did, um, as they say, my transformation really took place um, because, like, under my mama's roof, I couldn't be um, more messing uh, as labeled stud. Right. Right. At home under her roof. And let the people know what a stud is, because some people, you know, they try to mix butch stud, dyke, and all them, and they enter, and it's not the same. It's not the same thing. So for those who don't know what a stud is, stud is the mas. If you ever see a masculine um, lesbian that you know will sometimes express their I guess their label, um, dressing in masculine clothes. Um, I hate to use that term, like yeah. say the the guy in the relationship. Pretty much, so pretty much, you ain't gonna catch these niggas in a dress. You're not gonna catch them in a dress. I'm, I'm, I'm like this. I'm a full woman. I, I'm more comfortable in men clothing. Um, it's just something that I'm very attracted to, and I feel more comfortable. Because if I was just like a female, I was like, I was like, oh no, this ain't me. Like, too much attention. I'm going to keep it real with y'all, though. It's bitches like me that be getting jealous of these these studs. Because it's like, you be having all the chest in the world. You be trying to suppress it. And it be bitches like me, a part of the itty-bitty titty committee. Like, yo, you just want to pass them here because I like wearing dresses. I want to wear a bikini. Okay? I be getting low-key jealous. Yes. I, I hear it all the time. Wait, so y'all think for nothing? Y'all ain't using that body? Y'all using that body? So, if y'all don't know, the brat has recently come out and let people know that her and uh, Big Booty Judy, which is of Kaleidoscope, is they're together in a relationship. Big Booty Judy, that's what I know her as. BBJ, look, like Judy, that's Judy, period. Okay, that's that's what I see her as. But they're in a relationship, and we all know the brat's been private about her relationship, her love life for decades since she's been on the scene. But it was obvious that she was labeled as, and I'm not going to say a stud, because she's like me, a stem. And if y'all don't know what a stem is, it's somebody who had likes masculine clothes, but also doesn't mind dressing like a female. Like, they switch it up. And I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all who follow me see I switch it up regularly. Like, right now, if y'all see me now, I'm wearing some boxers with some Nike shorts hanging off my ass and a fitted shirt. But it's like, normally I might throw on some lashes, like Tiana Taylor, throw on some lashes or like, you know, be... Yeah, yeah, tomboy chic. So, like, Rhapsody, yeah, it's a tomboy chic kind of thing. But it's not, like, where you can dominate. You can play both roles. Like, you might not be play the man, and you might just play the girlfriend. Or it's whatever. So, it's a stem. So, it falls in between. So, like, the brat is one of them. Like, we always see her with her lashes, her eyeshadow, face beat, nails done. But she prefers to be in masculine clothing. So, it's rare you'll ever see her in heels, even though she just posted a picture. She's not really into fitted stuff. But we know the brat got the fatty. Shorty got the fatty for real. Shantae be trying to cover that joint. We be like, nah, we seen you on the fr- on that cover back in the early 2000s, sis. We know you got a ba-boom, boom, boom, baby. We see you. But that's another person that I looked up and admired growing up that kind of helped influence my STEM kind of styles. But people were like, oh, damn, Jess, you switch it up. You wear a skirt one day, and then you'll be wearing boxes the next day, and then you have on a fitted. And I'm like, yeah, don't try to put me in a box, which is why I don't like labels. Like... I feel like you wear what you're comfortable. But some people don't know the differentiation between a butch, a dyke, a stud, a stem, a femme. And of course, a femme is kind of obvious. A more feminine female who, you know what I'm saying, looks like a female, dressed like a female, 
some people are real biased where they're like, I'm a lesbian, but I don't like dating femmes because I want a female who looks like me. Some are like, oh, no, I want me a stud because I want to have somebody with the more of the masculine feature. The yeah, the total opposite. So I hate when niggas be like, oh, if you wanted somebody who looked like a nigga, you know, you ain't got no real the dick. Blase, blah, blah. How you gonna satisfy her? Well, clearly she ain't trying to get pregnant, so I, clearly my strap on it is doing the job just right. So there ain't no complaints. Oh, yeah. It ain't no complaints, and this might be explicit for y'all, but y'all know this is just be real. So I'm gonna keep it a stack with y'all and let y'all know what it is. But some that's what guys always make the assumption like, well, if you want to date, why well, wouldn't want to be with a female? You're not getting dicked down. Well, shorty is still getting dicked down. She's not just getting dicked down by you. Because clearly they're still in a relationship, so clearly she's satisfied. But also the thing what guys don't get is emotionally, females are more available and in tune. My ex-girlfriend used to tell me that all the time. Like, you're very attentive. You pay attention to the little things. You're more affectionate. And that's some things that guys sometimes lack, which is why you mostly might see a lot of female relationships of the same sex. Am I wrong? Am I right, Jay Hill? Correct me if I'm wrong. Guys, in most cases, they have to be tall and strong. I mean, I put it like this. I'm not going to say all guys fall into that category because that would be real biased. But I'm going to be honest. In most cases, guys have to be taught to be attentive and the affection and things of nature. They have to. It takes more time for them to learn their woman that they're with. Versus women, they women just automatically know you gotta teach them to love. Like it's to the point where I used to know my ex girlfriend's period, and when she about to come on her period before she knew, I'm like, oh, just remember your period's supposed to come today. She'd be like, what? <laughs> because I know how I know how your mood switches, and because I'm with you, and I have to get the butt end of that, I'm gonna remind you to remind yourself to know that you gotta check that attitude, or just let me know that you need your space. She'd be like, damn, you really be paying? Yeah, I pay attention because we got the same inner working, sis. So, you know what mine is. So, it's just it's just like that. So, how do you feel? Because I say there's trisexuality, bisexuality, and homosexuality. And trisexuality for me is like, oh, let me just kiss a girl. Let me try it. Let me see if I like it. Try it. See if I like it. But in my mind, I feel like low-key whole time, you've always wanted to do it. You're just trying to use that trisexuality experience as a, as a, as a scapegoat to be like, oh, I just tried it once. Yeah, Same thing when it comes to a lot of studs or I should say dykes. Pretty much, because Zyx is a whole nother, a whole nother spectrum. AG, We're, you must call okay. AGs. 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 Aggressive, yeah. aggressive girls. Yes. Who but like, like to... I mean, with Trisexuality, you already know how that goes. That curiosity is already there. And like, y'all always say, like, like it goes, the curiosity is always going to kill the cat. Because no pun intended. Because <laughs> you always go, if you want to try it, it means it's already within you from jump. Because you're not going to try something that you totally against. I text it all the time. They're like, you can miss me without one. Period. That, that's like the biggest lie in the book. Period. Like, People are like, oh, I tried it once. I didn't like it. Like, one of my last girlfriend I had, she was like, oh, I messed with girls. Yeah, I kissed them, blah, blah, blah. We had, you know, she gave me oral, but it was never nothing. I was into it. So I'm like, all right, but yet you're dating me. And I don't understand how that was. And we was together for almost a whole year. So I don't understand how that was just a trisexual experience. But okay. If it works for you, it works for me. But the, I'm not going to hold y'all. I've had experiences where I've had girls who were straight and I probably did turn them out and they ended up being my girlfriends. And it was kind of just like, you might have tried it, but you wanted to try it and you always wanted to. So it's kind of like I just brought out the inner you. It was already in you. It was already in you. You can't, you can't not conform anybody to something that they don't want to be or they don't want to do. I said, you know, it's fine. There's no sense I can turn somebody out. 
I don't either. And I don't think there's no reason. I personally feel, and y'all can go against me on this. I don't feel like there's no way you can conform and going back to being straight after you've already been living the life of homeless, uh, uh, being in the community. Like, I feel like that's a hoax in my mind. Like, you can be saved all you want to, but I feel like it's a hoax. Like, you, you telling me you was just getting banged from the back this whole time. And you was a bottom. If y'all don't know what bottoms and tops is, go Google it. Because I'm not giving y'all all this information. I'm going to need y'all to go research and educate yourselves a little bit on this. But if you've been a bottom this whole time. And you tell me this nigga been banging you out this whole seven years. And now all of a sudden you've been delivered. And all of a sudden you want the punani. You want the punani. You was the punani. So now you want the punani when you just was the punani. How that working? That ain't working. Oh, I don't, I don't want men's no more. Houseway. This been you your whole life. That's that's why I, it don't make no sense. So like, I hate when people of cisgender be like, "Oh well, you know, I don't I don't see how y'all do that." It's not meant for you to understand because clearly I'm me and you're you. Dick is what you do. Dick is how you like it. Go ahead and take it, sis. If pussy's what you do and that's how you like it, go ahead and take it, my guy. But if I want both, that's my business. And I feel like when it comes to bisexuality, that's the only time when a female has an upper hand. I feel in society. Yeah. Because we can be bisexual, but a man, if you, there's no such thing as a bisexual man. You either gay or you straight. And people are like, oh, you don't feel like to be a gender bias. Um, in my mind, I'm a black female who's bisexual. You think I'm going to sit here and try to go across a double standard that's in my favor? Uh, nah. And y'all can not like me for it. I don't care, but nah. Like, and I think it's because females are more emotionally in tune and understanding where it's kind of like, it's bigger for us than just the sex. It's like for you to want to be fucking with a nigga, you really got to be into a nigga. Period. Because I don't know no niggas that's letting them nigga hunch on them for the fun. I mean, but it's the same thing in our, it's the same thing in our community too. Like I, got, like I was saying, I made it up. I was like, really, you just got dual citizenship. If you do, if you deal with both. Because you can't come back from both. You won't be a part. You won't forever be a part of the LGBT community. You just went to a different letter. If you, Period. If you decide to... Pretty much, you just went for G or L to B. Pretty much, but I mean, I hate that it's a double standard. Um, but it does exist, like you said, it is an upper hand for women. Um, but as hopefully it does come a point in time where they do become more accepting of it because it does create a divide within our community. Um, and it is one of the um, contributing key factors to um our black gay men, you know, being ostracized and. Demas- you know, pretty much they're demasculating them. This and they're the saying that they can't be mas- they can't be a man if they are, you know, gay or have ever participated in that. And so I hate it. I don't, I don't know. And you brought up a good point. So being in the community, so being black versus being a part of the community, does one have to be checked over the other? No. I mean, because I don't, I think they both have a cause. It's just I hate that they say, "Oh, you got to pick this side." You got because this been this been a topic pretty much with everything going on in today's world. This has been a major topic. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna push the black agenda first, and then y'all get agenda can come later. Hello, hello, somebody, speak about it. No, no, it has to be together. That I don't get me wrong. I'm black lives do matter, but all black lives matter. You can't just x out the part that you don't want to address. Just because you're not comfortable with it. No, you. if you're going to say Black Lives Matter, you have to make sure you say all Black Lives Matter. And I'm going I'm to take y'all back real quick on a little education lesson. So when they finally gave the LGBTQ community their rights to marriage, I will never forget when I seen Raven Simone say, um, I'm not black. 
but I'm a gay, I'm just a woman who likes to happen to have, or some something along the lines where she likes to like somebody of the same sex. I just happen to like, what I, and I'm a lesbian. So to know that I have rights is a privilege. To sit there and say that as a black woman, one, you've been in the industry one too many, for way too many years. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Raven Simone. Grew up on her. Love her dearly. But that statement had rubbed me wrong because it's just like, why are you having to choose between what community or what you're going to have first? Like, why does, like you said, why does it be two different agendas? Why can't it just be at the same time that you're a, a queer black woman? And queer is also probably word you term to use as well if you don't want to identify yourself. Um, a queer black woman where you're enjoying being who you are as well as being black. I feel that diminishes and demises you as a black person because before anything, before you're a queer woman, you're a black woman. And that's not a choice that you get to make. Just like I feel like your, your sexuality is not a choice you get to make. But when they come out, they're not looking at you as you being queer because the world don't know that you're queer. They know that you're black. So it's kind of like that kind of rubbed me wrong. But so to see her now in a Black Lives Matter movement, it's like, wait a minute. It's one of them Twitter moments. Ain't this you? Ain't this just you just about eight years ago? Ain't this you? This this is you, right? Oh, okay, bet. So I feel like they try to, because I hate when people say, oh, well, you know, it's pride, I'm gay. But these are the same people that in June, you have a month where it's Juneteenth. So have that same energy on Juneteenth. Like for me, I am a queer woman. I'm black, but I'm also Puerto Rican. So June is a major month for me. And I'm not going to differentiate and separate one community from the other. I'm still going to separate the PR Day Parade because that's part of my culture. I'm going to still celebrate Juneteenth because I'm still a black woman and that's still a part of my heritage. And I'm definitely going to support and celebrate, you know, pride because that's a part of who I am as an individual. They all make a composition of who I am as Jessica. So for me to try to pick and choose where I'm, oh, I'm going to just support, you know, Black Lives Matter, but I ain't going to do pride this month because, you know, it's so much going on in the world. Black Lives Matter come first. No, nigga, I'm still going to be queer. I'm still going to be celebrating. And I'm still going to go ahead and PR. I get to try. I just have the option and privilege of celebrating all three in the same month. But I hate when people pick and choose. It's really meant to create division amongst us. Because, like, they, people will try to find anything to have division amongst our community. And, and to be honest with you, it has, it has been successful in many occasions. Like, now, I've been seeing a lot of posts saying that, okay, y'all gave people hold off, hold off right quick. Because, you know, of course, the trans lives have been impacted during this time frame. It ain't just black lives. It's black trans lives. So it's been used to kind of, like, create some type of division with that's why I be pushed. I use my platform. Make sure y'all know all Black Lives Matter. Period. And that includes, so if, I don't know if y'all been hit, because probably the world hasn't really been talking about it much, but like Tony McDade was yeah. a queer black man or a trans black man who mm-hmm. was in Tallahassee, Florida and was like literally killed by on the hands of the police force by a white police officer for no apparent reason. They're, and they're not pushing that information out there in the community because they're more focused. And I'm not throwing no shade to George Floyd or anybody. They're more focused on the black lives that they're able to relate to, not the black lives that are causing more questions. Where I got like, well, damn, I got to educate myself to learn about this damn black life. That's part of the ignorance I feel of the black community is that we want to go ahead and be for Like, I think, well, who was it? Who said it best? It's like everything's cool and it's a trend to you until the time's time for you to really have to educate and learn what it is. So I think it was Novi Brown. It's something along those lines. Like, it's okay to be about Black Lives Matter, but as long as you don't have to educate yourself and you can still be ignorant in the process and not know the black life, other black lives, it's okay by you. You have Ayana Dior, a trans black female who was legit beat up by 30 black cis men. And I say cis men as if they identify as black men. They, that's what they were born with as black men. And I've seen it even on Twitter. If you're such a black man and you're heterosexual, 
Not a transgender female should ever make you feel like you have to beat her fucking ass for no reason. Yeah, that's still a man by gender. That's what she, that's what she was born as. But if you ever feel you have to attack a transgender woman, that just shows how much of a man you really are. Yeah, say something you better not know inside. Like, then, I mean, it's just... To see that, I saw a post. I think this post resonated with me the most, and it was so crazy. It kind of, it kind of made it, it broke my heart a little bit. So I saw a post. A uh, adult black artist uh, created a image um, of black man on one side of the um, black man, and on his left temple, uh, a cop, a white cop, was holding a gun, saying the N word, nigga. And then on the right side of his temple was a black man holding a gun to his head, saying faggot. And so it's just like pretty much what I posted on my social media platform the other day. White cops are killing black men and black men are killing our trans. Period. Because when you're a threat, you're always a target because there's something that they don't understand. And that's, I mean, that's the, to be honest with you, that's that's what a lot of, I guess, some Christians or people that are against um, the LGBT community. The fear and the dislike for it comes from simply not even taking the time to listen and understand. What you know, what I'm saying to understand their journey, the person's journey. Because if you take the time to understand a person's journey, you'll be like, okay, I never looked at it like that. Okay, I see why you're like that. Okay, it makes more sense now. But if you want to consider, want to stay ignorant, then that leads to this violence. And and I think it came into also with the the video clip I posted on my business page of the girl Haley educating her parents about systematic oppression. So she said something real key that stuck with me. Ignorance is bliss to the majority, but destruction to the minority. That hit me so hard because it really is destructive if you really take because it's a choice. It's something you're really not taking a chance to educate. And that's when I hate when people... And I used to love when my, edu- my little elementary school teacher used to say to me, ask three before you ask me. Current events, when you have to do current event stuff, that's the stuff that they don't do nowadays where they're trying to make you stay up and try to educate yourself of what's going on in the world. Don't ask me a question before you try to research that yourself. Like, I hate when people ask me stupid questions. There is this thing as a stupid question. Because if you didn't try to educate yourself prior before coming to ask this question and try to do some research, you're just as stupid as the question you're about to ask me. And I feel like there's a sorrow right now that's trying to get dragged on social media because she felt that personally, transgender females should not partake in our female athletics, which I don't disagree in because they have a different DNA structure. No matter how many stuff pills you take that I feel like it's an upper hand. That's like you competing against a man. You're not going to win. Even though you might be taking hormones, your DNA is still technically... I guess I'm in the middle. I guess I kind of fall in the middle of that. Because I, I get what people are saying that, you know, the way your body's built. Because, you know, men are, men, well, men, cisgender men are naturally, uh, their body is naturally more athletic. I get it. But, I mean, to me, I feel like that will push women to go even harder. To compete even harder because you want to, you want all the, the goal to be the greatest is always to go against somebody that's better than you. This is true. So that's why I look at that's why I, I, I get, I trust, I get what people are saying, but um, I just feel like that is pushing women to train harder because my goal is to beat this trans woman. 
because she is technically the life of the best. Right. This is true. All right. That, I can, I can so see, your <laughs> see your perspective. I see your perspective. I see your perspective. Okay, that makes sense. I, I respect that. I respect that. I receive it. I receive it. So, speaking that we are talking about uh, trans lives, um, there are a lot of pioneers in black history that have participated. So, some of y'all may not know a lot of what y'all saying with Black Lives Matter movement. There are a lot of black lives that are part of the LGBTQIA plus community that have been on front lines since the beginning. Like, y'all, I wish y'all could see Jay's shirt right now, but she's wearing Stonewall Riots. And that was a major impact and influence in the LGBTQ community. Um, I'm from New York, so y'all know I was living in Greenwich Village heavy when I came out the closet. Um, Not come out the closet, but was just really open with my sexuality. Um, Stonewall is still there. It's still a monumental building. It's no longer a hotel, but it's now a bar. But it is still there. And last year marked the 50 years for the Sense of Stonewall Riots. So I'm going to let Jay give y'all just a little bit of history on Stonewall rights and its transition and evolution to where we are to now, where we have same-sex marriages. So pretty much, um, it actually started with something very similar to the civil rights movement. A lot of people don't know that Stonewall rights actually came from what we call a sip-in. So I don't know if you know about the sip-ins where um, gay men would actually deny alcohol going into bars. Um, it's almost like sitting like you can't they weren't they weren't giving gay men alcohol because they felt like alcohol increased their homosexuality and homosexuality activity and so they were denying them alcohol and things of that nature and so it's just very similar to sitting well you know i can't sit at the white counter because i'm black so it's, there are a lot of correlations between the lgbt movement and the civil rights movement which the lgbt community saw how powerful and influential the civil rights movement was so they took a lot of you know chapters out of their book and brought it over one of my favorite people is, who is also a trans woman is marsha pet no mind johnson hey my baddest biatch one at the forefront of the lgbt movement um it helped move us um the riots lasted a few days um in greenwich village uh and pretty much it's similar to what's going on today um, if you have the opportunity to actually take a look at it and go back, there are plenty of documentaries and books that you can read about the Stonewall rights and the impact of that. Because without the Stonewall rights, we would not have the right to marry right now. It came years later, like years and years later, because it started June 28, 1969. We didn't get the right. We didn't get the right to marry until 2015. So you know. How long it is, and we still fighting. We went a long way, we still got a long way to go. Which is why last year was so monumental because it was 50 years since that. So the streets were flooded in New York. Flooded. And also, I challenge you all this listen to me to go to the virtual monument. Google partnered with Stonewall and actually created a virtual monument, which is uh, so beautiful. And it actually teaches you the history, has clips there for you to learn some of the uh, major figures that were in Stonewall Rides as well as just the history itself and where we are today. So yeah, it was it served as pretty much the safe haven for the LGBT community and still is to this day. It was a major staple. It's a major staple and foundation that was based on for a lot. Um, so you even had people like James Baldwin, which is a well-known author and writer. Yes. You have Lori Lightfoot, who's currently in office right now. Yes. Everybody, and uh, y'all probably seen some memes about her. So pretty much the masculine woman, that's pretty much like, yo, stay in the house during the quarantine. 
that's Lori Lightfoot. She's one of the first to be able to take her position in post. Um, you have Ernestine X. Yep, you have Ernestine X. Time, another very good pillar. Alvin Ailey. Everybody knows Alvin Ailey in the black community. Well renowned, world renowned dancer has his own studio to this day. His legacy is still living all of the Alvin Ailey Dance Company. You have people who study under him like uh, Debbie Allen, which is Felicia Rashad's sister. Major heavy hitters have been under this man's company, and still to this day, his legacy lives on. Barbara Jordan, one of the political, one of the political forces out here in the world that made a major standpoint for us. And like I already mentioned, you have the brat. So like you have even people that's even in the entertainment industry that are out here. But nowadays we even have people because people like the brat were out here. You have people like Saya, who is one of the uh, who's a stud that's out here, who's from Brooklyn, making things pop. You have Todrick Hall, who's a renowned dancer who's out here, who just made a who had just created a single right now with Candy. Um, and then you have the most utmost respected, known to man, black queer person, which is none other than RuPaul, who has made appearances on some of our favorite childhood shows like Sister Sister, uh, Martin, uh, a, a, a host of different black culture TV shows that we grew up on. And yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race, baby. And Big Frida is another big heavy hitter now a day out here representing, even got her own show, spinoff. Or whatever. So it's like there's so many people out here in the black community that have been paving ways and been fighting this battle for a long time. A long time. Can't forget about Billy. Oh, Billy Porter, baby. Billy. Uncle Billy. Gunkle Billy. Gunkle is what you call a gay uncle. Gunkle Billy (laughs) has been out here on the scene for the longest. And I know there was a point in time in the early 90s. He was living a facade where he was doing heterosexual music or more cisgender music. And not living his truth. And so now it's like, baby, thanks to Pose, which is what my shirt I'm wearing right now. Pose is another great show to educate you too right now. Pose is based off the 80s or late 80s, early 90s of transgender women were houses. Willie Ninja, the godfather of Vogue. Okay? When you go to the balls. I don't know if y'all know what balls are. Like I said, I'm not giving y'all all the tea. Y'all can go research. And I want y'all to know some of these catchphrases I use. Like, girl, sis. Or, let me catch that tea. Oh, it came from the it came from the LGBTQ community, honey. Okay? So, when y'all be using this stuff like sis. Or go off. Or yes, bitch. That came from the community. So, be mindful when y'all using it. Where it came from. And give it the same respect. Put some respect on their name. Period. So, they out here in the community. And... Why aren't why do you feel like people like the names we just mentioned, um, even Andrea Jenkins, how I forget her? Why aren't they just why do you feel like they aren't just mentioned but not associated with the community whenever they are mentioned? Like they don't put there's no respect put on their name, they just identify, okay, well that's another black pioneer, or that's another black actress, or that's another black entertainer. You don't hear much about James Baldwin being gay, you don't hear or bisexual, you don't hear much about Alvin Ailey. These are people that are well-renowned, and it's just like, okay, they were. this is who they were. Like, Black History Month, oh, this is a famous dancer. But y'all not going to put in there and educate the kids as well, like, oh, he was gay. I feel like these conversations need to be had earlier for kids to make know that it's okay to be you, if that's what you identify with. Exactly. So, to be honest with you, for me, um, it probably made it easier for me as well, knowing so many people existed that were like me. Um, but the reason why they're not, it's not mentioned, because that's in like our culture, that's the topic that you want to keep on the hush. It may be the biggest elephant in the room, but you do not want to address it for some odd reason. So 
or and then their their favorite excuse for the reason why they didn't mention it is because their their work speaks for themselves or their work mm-hmm. is more impactful than you know their sexual orientation. And so, and then too, um, we as community sometimes are just not comfortable speaking on what the orientation was if we don't agree with it. And you got to think about it. Many of the people that discussing these topics are, you know, cisgender heterosexuals. And so that's that's the topic they really don't want to touch because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing, or you know, they just don't want to speak on it in general because it's not something that's important. They feel that's important to be uh, provided to the public. Which is true, and you brought up a valid point. It's something that they're not comfortable talking about, but it's always blown my mind in the black culture how Uncle Leroy probably been molesting and raping little Linda since she was three, four, five, six, seven years old. And then you have John, Jonathan, who comes out the closet at 13 and lets the whole family know he's gay, and he's ostracized at the family barbecues, but y'all been knew about Uncle Leroy molesting little Linda, and he's still welcome with open arms. I feel that that is so crazy that y'all would disown a gay or a person of the community as a family member before y'all do the molester and the rapist. But y'all not ready for that conversation, but we not going to have that right now. The reason why the reason why Uncle Leroy still invites the cookout, you got to think about it. Uncle Leroy ain't living his truth. Uncle Leroy ain't out here just telling everybody, hey, I'm out here with Melissa. This is true. I'm living in my shoes. I refuse to live in this house. This house is not going to be my residence for the rest of my life. And so that's the, that's the reason why. Because I told you, the black community, that secrecy. We prefer to, you know, keep that still to the closet. What happens in this family it. stays in this family. What happens in this house right. stays in this house. That kind of mindset. Exactly. So why do you feel that there are so many labels now? Like, as I mentioned, labels are for closing out people. And I say that real wholeheartedly because it's like, I feel like it's such a judgment and a stigma that's placed on the community why do you because originally it was just lgbtq and then you got the ia plus so why do you feel like there's so many now more labels even though people don't like being labeled i think there are labels because they're i guess like when they started adding letters to it there wasn't a letter that represented that particular part of the community because you want to talk about i that's intersex for those who don't know that's um you know, a person born with both types of gen- both genitals, female and um, male genitalia, and then wanting them to include, you know, the people who are not sexually attracted to other asexual. Please don't ever say hermaphrodite, because that's what they used to say in the older days for intersex. Derogatory term, and that means monster. If people don't know, that means a monster, and nobody is a monster. We all human beings. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the other able for ally, of course. And so we just wanted to, I guess it's more so of being inclusive. Because, like, one thing about the gay community, we always want to make sure that we're inclusive to people. And that we don't leave nobody out or make nobody feel lesser than in most cases. So that's why, that's why there are so many labels. Um, for When you get to breaking it down to, like, studs, them, and all that, I, they, people, I think it's, that comes from society. People want to place you in some type of box to say you are that. Versus saying that you are just a human being that's so happy to be attracted to this, they just have to put you in a box. They feel it seems as if they have, it feels better to put you in a box. Right. Which I've already said it on my first episode. Don't doubt a queen. We do not like being boxed in. Black women don't like being boxed in. So definitely, damn sure don't box me in because of my sexuality. And I feel like sometimes that box is I don't know. It's just for some reason it just hit me. It just give me like marginalized like. 
So, so because you identify as this, we're gonna make sure that this particular box never gets this. Mm-hmm. That's why gave me. That's why bisexual men don't get opportunity to be bisexual. They have to, you know, revert to being down low and doing things in secrecy because you know that that you don't want to be a part of this box. And just so y'all know, the society tries to marginalize and make y'all think boxes are necessary because think about it. When you fill out applications, they're asking you to check a box. Are you black? Are you Filipino? Are you Pacific Islander? They want to be able to know where to place you. So they box you. So that's something I'm just trying to make an illiterate, an analogy here that boxes are what society wants right now in society. So it's it's a whole nother situation where I'm just like, wow. Like, and when I thought about that deeper, I'm like, yo, when I fill out applications, they really ask me if I want if I'm black. Am I a female or do I not prefer to answer? And then, too, you, you click that prefer not answer, now it's time to see they're going to throw your application because they want to know what you identify as. They want that label. They want to so know where to place you. For, they want a label for statistics as well to say, hey, I hired this African-American female. You got to think about that, too. It goes back into that as well. And then you got to also think about it. Let's break it down even further. They break it down to another box. Are you the man or are you the woman in a relationship? Y'all put that in the gay community, look, that's another box. Because they want to put these, place these gender norms on you so they was like, okay, <laughs> I see how you identify. Versus just saying, we both, we both have the same gender roles. We could be equally, you know? Right, it could be equally. Masculine or feminine, it's the same thing. But it's just, I don't know, I don't know if the box makes people feel more comfortable or not. I feel like, I feel like the box makes people feel more comfortable because it's able, easy for them to place you to know how to deal with you. And I say that because it comes with the ignorance of not knowing, well, how do I deal with a stud female, a female? I don't like saying stud, y'all. I like to say a, a masculine female because I just feel like it's more of a masculine. You have a masculine, more of a demeanor. It's not like you're less of a female than I am because you still get your period like I am. You just have more of a, more of a, I'm not going to say assertive, but more of a, I guess, I guess you can say assertive role in how you feel and portray yourself in to society. So I just feel like, oh yeah, well she's more of a masculine female, which I just call an alpha female. And you could take that in two terms. You could be alpha female mentally, but I feel like an alpha female to me and my mind in the community is a quote unquote stud. Like you're more of a, I got this, I'm running this. I'm a, I'm a go ahead and I'm a lead the way. So I just feel like it's easier for them to be like, okay, let me put you in this box. This is where you at. So now that I know this is how you are, you are trying to identify as a man. Let me even discriminate you on a little bit more because you want to identify as a man. There's a video circling right now with a female who's a stud and the police are beating this shit out of this girl. Because easily that could have been you. That can be any other stud out there because they think you ad- you want to identify as a man. Well, you can get beat the fuck up like one too. Like a man. Yep. And that's, that's, that's going to be the excuse. Yeah. Because you brought a point you said to deal with it. I say more so tolerating. Because I don't think... Cause for me, it's not like there's no acceptance. Like no matter what box you in, the, the whole world has not gotten to the point where they're accepting. They are slowly accepting and having a bit of understanding, but that's if they choose to educate. So as of now, they really just tolerate you. That's very true. And like you even said, when it goes back to the Christians, I even had to share with Jay. Uh, um, somebody who I formerly know who was a radical, who's a radical Christian, who's a bigot. We're going to just call it what it is. She's a bigot and a supremacist who literally wanted to pick and choose the Bible and the book of Leviticus to her liking. When Jay was just like, well, if you're talking about the book of Leviticus in the Old Testament, we can go there. But I know, like I said before, there's plenty of people I know that are saved that are in same sex relationships that are not blessings aren't getting blocked. 
their sin is no greater than your sin if you're drinking alcohol, eating shrimp, fornicating while you're committing adultery, fornicating before marriage. That doesn't supersede you in any type, shape, form, or fashion. So that brings me to now that we have seen a lot more now, we're seeing a lot more openly celebrities in same-sex monogamous relationships, given that, like you said, on June 26, 2015, we were given the right to marry. Do you feel the community has more of a voice now for African-Americans, given that we're a little bit more rights were given since that day? Um, African-American wise, maybe no. Um, for me, I feel like put like this. It's like I said. It's so it. The people hate for us to use this comparison, but it is very similar. It takes all races to push a movement. Period. Like, and it's the same thing about our movement to get the gay to get gay marriage um rights to vote. Not rights to vote. I'm sorry, rights to marry. My apologies. Uh, it took both. It took. Black transgender, uh, Latino transgender, white gays and lesbians, black gays and lesbians, it took us all to push it. So as far as us having more of such a more voice, yes, I say because people, like I said, are becoming more accepting of it. Um, and a lot of our community um, members have platforms, big platforms now. Lena, yeah. for example, Lena Wade has a platform now. Ellen has a platform now. She lost a platform when she first came out. Heck yeah. And then now, years later, got it back and it's even um, bigger and better. You got Ty Young too, because we all see, we all watch Love and Hip Hop. And that's not common, cause especially because that's a black-based franchise with a black-based mm -hmm. show. And you got this girl who came out of nowhere dating Mimi. You like, well, wait a minute. Mimi was just messing with. Okay, well, yeah, and she's open, and she's a WNBA player. Like, you even have Brittany Griner, another one. Like, there's plenty of them out there where it's like they're using their platform to educate and elevate people to be like, yo, stop trying to box me in. How about you take the time to learn me? Since you're so worried about what, what I'm doing, learn about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And that's pretty much what I feel is all it takes. So, with you, given the fact that you stated you're black, you have an alpha demeanor, and you're in a sorority, as I mentioned. Jay, Jay is my soror. Um, do you feel um, judged at any point or like you were ostracized in the sorority at any point? Or given that that's pretty much, to, it's like a triple threat. Or a triple threat to people because they don't really understand it so much. Um, yeah, um, there are some people probably that still don't understand it. But it's more so of... You gonna take me as I am, or I don't have to deal with you at all. Cause like I'm one of them people, like I'm gonna live my truth, and I don't care if my truth offends you <coughs> or upsets you. Cause I have to do what makes me happy, cause you do what makes you happy. And so I mean, there are there have been instances I've been judged. You know, of course, like when we've been at uh, conferences and things of that nature, um, people look at me like, "What? Like you a devil? Like even now, like when they see me with my line jacket and all, they be like." You were done for real, like I didn't see that, and I'm like, what else I supposed to be? That's always my comeback question. Like, what else was I supposed to be? Right. Did you send me to join like a sorority that was more masculine or LGBT sorority? Like, what did you expect? And so, I feel like now we're seeing more of that going on. Like, you, I've seen two Kappas that get married. I've seen two yeah. Deltas get married. I've seen a Zeta and a Delta get married, and it's just like, what is so much uprising in the issue? I feel like personally, like I always say, I'm a woman first, I'm a Delta second. 
if I'm a woman and I'm a woman that have to like men and women, Dosa was just an asset to who I was as an individual that doesn't define me as completely as an individual. Yes, I am a Delta, but it doesn't make who it wholeheartedly who I am. It's just a, an attribute to me as a person. So I never understood the logic of, okay, well, two Deltas are dating. But like, okay, I'll be even super transparent. I have, in my past, my ex-girlfriends have been AKAs. Oh, my gosh. The stigma between AKA and Delta is the uproar. Oh, my gosh, you're a Delta. Your ex-girlfriends are AKAs. Oh, my God. How is this possible? Y'all not supposed to like each other. On top of that, y'all both in two Black Greeks organizations and y'all are dating. But do y'all know, know before these letters came into our lives, we were still dating females. So now it's just more exactly. of a spotlight on us because we're in the Black Greek Letter Organization. But the purpose is, my question is, yeah, I'm in it, but am I still doing the work? Am I still doing what I'm upholding, what I signed up to do? What my sexual orientation happens in my bedroom should not be a concern to stop and deter you from realizing the efforts and the, the time I'm putting into my organization to better and change things. And I think that's, again, a ignorance that people are not willing to admit that they have. Yes, and I, I don't know. It is so crazy to me, like, and I'm I'm just glad to see more, um, you know, uh, sorors, um, members of other fraternities and sororities actually, you know, more of us represented. Um, but for the longest, we were, we were there, but like like I said, the secrecy. It was it was on before us, but that secrecy was present. Okay. But now it's just I'm it's just good to be able to see them out. Like, hey, I'm this and that. I can be both. Like you said, I can that duality. Right. And I feel like people don't understand the meaning of duality. So what do you feel stems from the hatred? Is it more so the Bible and the overzealous Christians or society? That's a hard one there. Because I feel like it's equal. <laughs> I say both. That was just what you heard me say both. Because, and, and it's crazy because, like, um, I challenge people to, uh, to if you want to go on the Christian side, I follow on the Christian side. I challenge people to watch New Black. Um, that's a documentary um, by, I can't remember her name. Oh, my God. Yoruba uh, Riken. And it touched on uh, black, you know, black LGBT community. Um, as well as religion. And to me, it just seems like, for me, Christians have a problem with it only when it's out in the open because they don't have a problem with their choir directors. They don't have a problem with... Hello? Because um, Kenny be playing that organ, so and you ain't got no problem with Kenny playing that organ and your notes be right, okay? But for me, it seems like they love to capitalize off us, but also condemn us if we do um, the type of... You better preach! Because if you think about it, like, um, my pastor, my senior pastor, um, uh, that E. Lewis Smith Jr., he had a controversial video that went viral. Um, oh, that's my, that's viral. my mentor pastor, too. It is? Mm -hmm. oh, Selena pastor. That's Selena pastor. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah, he, we had a, a video that went viral. He received a lot of backlash for it because he got them to a pit and let them know what was up. Pretty much telling them, like, you shouldn't, you know, condemn the LGBT community. Um, you need to take a deeper look at yourself. You all about, you know, picking and choosing what parts of the Bible should, you know, should you be voicing and things of the nature. And he was gonna like, if you want to be honest with you, um, if you take out hundreds of songs that you sang on the church and, um, you know, every Sunday, nine times ten they're written by a gay, a gay person. And he's like, so you wouldn't even really have praise and worship without them. Your choir would sign good without them. A lot of these designers like Gucci, Fendi, 
all of that. Balenciaga is probably nine times out of ten. There, it's a gay male behind it. Mark Jacobs, gay male. Period. Like a lot of them are gay, and I think it's always funny to be like, oh, blase. I'm like, but you're not the same token. Like these are the people that you're monetizing off of, but you're trying to condemn. Like no tea, no shade. A lot of y'all girls out here on the gram, y'all be having these crazy ass lashes and these beat faces. I want y'all to know they be looking real drag queenish. And guess where y'all got them from? The queens, because they was the one wearing the exotic lashes and having a face beat to the gods. So like, it's like how you want to sit here? Hello. Let's just remember the queens, and it could be K W, the whatever way you want to spell it. Either way, it is what it is. And it's just like, y'all be so quick to point a finger. And it's just like, okay. But these are the people that are actually putting money in your pocket. These are the people that are actually making you continue in your business. Like, and y'all going to sit here and try to condemn. So I definitely agree with you on that one. I definitely have something else to say, but I definitely lost track of mine for a quick yeah, second. I, and I challenge people to watch it because, like, one of the um, gospel singles that actually had a debut on there was Tone. Now he goes by B Slade. I've always loved him. So yeah, so, and it was Tony with an X. Yes, Tony with X. Yes, and so yeah, they always have tried to de- dehumanize us and de- um make us demonic and things of that nature. But without us, like that misuse of the pulpit, the church wouldn't go the way it went. It would. And I feel like it also it it gives a diversity. Cause like little Richard, little Richard, which is one of your hometown heroes. Actually, my actually a relative of mine, a decent relative. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, that's even more dope. Yeah. Is a hometown hero who started in the church and was, if y'all ever seen a little Richard movie, was chastised for being so feminine and having a feminine quality while he was in the church, and yeah. now he is known, well renounced, and you're just like, damn. Rock and roll. Yep. Period. Some of your greatest music come from people who are part of the community. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. So I just feel like, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So since last year was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, what did you do for Pride to really be like celebrate that monumental moment? I think it experienced Pride last year. Oh, it damn. Sucked. Uh, it sucked. I didn't get experienced Pride last year because I was, you know, I had to get my coin. Okay. Um, but the previous year I did go to Black Pride. I, I have a tendency to celebrate Black Pride, which is um, the Black um, ATL Black Pride. Um, I went, had an opportunity to go to the Pure Heat uh, Festival that's hosted on that Sunday. Um, and so that's usually on here on Labor Day weekend. Uh, but yeah, I love, I mean, no matter what, like even if I don't get to participate, it's always, um, I am that, you know, I celebrate, I wear a shirt or some socks because they, like, my associates that work trip out because I got some rainbow socks. And I, like, I dress up in and, you know, you can see my sock game. So I mean, I'm always gonna be. And I just want y'all to know, I went to Full Line today in my uh, in my outfit I'm wearing, and the amount of confusion people have. We walking through with this flag, rainbow flag bandana, and this pole shirt was like, oh wow, we would have never known. One of the girls who's a normal cashier was like, yo, I didn't know that you was part of the community. And I'm like, you never asked. And my thing is, you never asked. You never tried to. Or people be like, oh, I didn't know, Jess. You never asked. You never tried to. Like, to understand where I was coming from. And if y'all don't know, there are so many flags. The rainbow flag is the legit, the, the poster child for LGBTQIA+. But I have my own personal flag which is composed of colors of pink, purple, and blue, which are showing of the feminine side, the masculine from liking boys, and in the middle makes the purple. 
Jay has her own flag. And we actually have one, a new one together, because I don't know if you paid attention. Um, the LGBT community has decided to be more inclusive and add the browns, the shades of brown. I did see that. flag as well, because of the fact that, like I said, we as a community never want to exclude others. And it's a representation, you know, of us in our many shades. Which is so dope. Like, That's super yeah. dope, because a lot of us are in the community. Um... Who would you say for you is one of the most influential, and I already know your answer, but the people don't know your answer, influential people in the community right now? For me? Yes. Um, ooh. I feel like I know your answer, but I'm going to let you answer it. I'm going to say right now, like, I'm probably going to have to, like, go with Lena. I already knew it. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I'm like, watch her say Lena. Yes, I'm, I'm going to say Lena because it's, like... I think for me, because I have watched many people go down that road of, you know, going into entertainment and media, and I have watched them be one thing going in and have allowed that field to transform them into something that they're not, mm-hmm. and they end up leaving mm-hmm. permanently because guess what? They're unhappy because they allowed them to, you know, allow them to perform them, like I said, put them in a box, mm-hmm. in box. And so for me, I think Lenny is very influential because she created her own lane for me and and she got she, some fly kicks too if i if i may add her swag is ridiculous and for me she created her own lane and she has not let anybody deter her from her purpose and her focus on what she wants to put out and i think what made me so proud was the you know show 20s to see a masculine i love that show on a t- on a TV screen, like you know, it's hard. It's, we we'll make cameos all day, every day. We'll make cameos, but to see you know Hattie as the lead, it was just like, okay, we really is making some changes. So I you know I definitely love Lena. I think that also too. That's cool too. But I, I love twenties, and I also love Boomerang because you see how Homeboy is playing. He's bisexual. He played both spectrums, like. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, damn, we've come to this, but it's so dope to actually witness to see, like, yo, this is. You, this is wow, and like when Queen Latifah played the role, I forgot the name. What was the name of the movie? Movie where she played? It was a famous artist. Uh, is it uh, Bessie? Bessie yes, yes. One of the pioneers. Yeah. Yes, yes. Just, yes. 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 Not just in the black community, for just in general for the community as a whole. Like I just think that it's more so focused on the black community because a lot of us go unnoticed, and they try to say that we're so focused and we try to demise our black culture before we do and uplift our community. And it's just like, nah, I'm in the community and I'm in the community. Like, stop trying to make me put myself against each other to have this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde mentality. Like, I got to choose one or the over. Or if I don't make a decision, then I'm going to be X'd out. Like, I'm now I'm not going to be invited to the barbecues. All right, well, then fuck you too. Then I don't need you because I got enough niggas who's on my side in the same situation that we can just make our own shit. Like, it's not a problem. So where do you feel like stems the transphobic behavior and your thoughts about the transgender community because that's something that's more recently being more acknowledged even though you have Marsha P. Johnson that's something that's now more being more acknowledged and starting to be a little bit slowly accepted baby steps but being seen like you have MJ Rodriguez you have Dominique T.R. Jackson 
you have India Moore, like, and I'm talking about Pose people because this is that's my I love Pose. Get into it if y'all ain't watch Pose, get into it. They even have a new show on HBO right now where it's the Division of Houses. Which if y'all don't know what a house is, a house is something that Willie Ninja started. Yes, she would vogue down at the balls, but mainly kids back in the day would get put out their houses when they okay. would come openly when they would have their coming out. And their parents would pretty much disown them because they didn't want to understand the logic. So what they did was you had older people or older mothers or mother. When you use the word mother, mother is definitely a, a, a term from out the community. A mother is somebody who is a house mother, which pretty much I run this house. You're going to model and vote for me. I'm going to shelter you. I'm going to clothe you. I'm going to take care of you and pretty much be a mother or a mother that you that you were pretty much take that, that chose to not want to claim you. So they to this day, those that's very influential and important. To have a house mother. Yes, you're modeling. You're doing whatever. But a house mother was pretty much is a mother or a parent that you needed that let you go at 12, 13 years old. They you just got to vogue and be a part of balls and live your truth in the experience of, of doing as such. Mm-hmm. So, so, for me, um, I love trans community. Um, to me, they're, to me, and to be honest with you, they are the most courageous out of our out of okay. entire LGBTQIA plus community. Um they are the hatred that they're met with is on another level. I can't even describe it. Like I yeah, I might get the side eye in the grocery store, but they may get a fish in the grocery store. Like it's just what they have to deal with, like when I say my they have get mad respect for me. Um, as far as it, the phobia for me, I, I feel like this, any phobia that a person has, if you ain't, not, I ain't talking about like, get a spider and stuff like that, but when it comes to people, it's your lack of understanding is what stem, where your phobia stems from. It's that, the lack of not wanting to listen and hear their story. Um, it's just Listen that, to understand, not hear to respond, okay? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, for me, if they actually took the time to, you know, hear the, their childhood stories and things of that nature, like how they already knew that they were, you know, supposed to be this sex and things of that nature, I feel like what we see in the violence that we see towards them would be totally different. If I agree. people took the opportunity to listen, use the two ears that God gave you versus your mouth. You only got one mouth. Hello, somebody. You have two ears for a reason and one mouth. Hello. For reason to observe and listen, and so, and I feel like that's where it stems from. And also, I feel like there is also, um, for me, those people that participated in those violent acts towards the trans community. I feel like there is a hatred within themselves that they have felt to. Ooh, you just made somebody mad right now. Hey, I don't care. I'm gonna speak the truth. You already know how I am. So it's just. That for me, that's why I say mental, like you always preach, and that you actually had an episode. Mental health is very important because a lot of people are the anger that they are having towards the trans community. It don't have absolutely anything to do with the trans community. It's self hatred. It's self hatred. The, they're hating the person that's in the mirror, but they're they're blaming a person that's minding their own business for how they feel about themselves. And so I just I don't know I don't, I hate it I hate it with a passion and I and I don't I rarely use the word hate but when you know I use the word hate it's real right I don't understand how a person just being themselves causes you harm yeah. or bothers you or offends you when 
gotta I feel like that also applies to homophobia as well. Because yeah. just because what I used to always hate is if I tell somebody, oh, I'm bisexual. Bitch, that don't mean I want you. I don't automatically want you just because I told you, bitch. You're, you're not even probably even in my type. Just little do y'all know, sometimes uh, we do have a type just like how y'all have a preference. A lot of us have a preference in the community. Um, so don't ever think. Don't don't give yourself a little too much credit there, boo-boo. Okay? Sis, you're not my type, but I'm telling you so that you can respect it. But it'd be crazy because it'd be the same bitches that be on your jack when they drunk and be trying to be all over you. But remember, you didn't want me to. You thought I wanted you. Oh, that's because you really wanted me. Having experiences as a fact. Hello. Hello. It's crazy, but it is like that's the same thing with homophobia. And then too, you gotta think about it as well. Um, for me, I think one of the things that seem homophobia as well is that they may be building it inside themselves. You better say it. And so when you when you hate what you know, hate what you really are, what you feeling to you know, what I'm saying recognize and be okay with that does. You on somebody that is living their truth. This is very true. So you've said it at the beginning of this episode that you were born this way. I agree. I was born this way. I don't feel like I got to choose at five years old like, hey, I'm going to start liking girls. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like you're born this way or is it learned behavior? Do you ever feel like it's a learned behavior of something that could come across later down the line? I don't know. I... To be honest with you, Jess, I'm I'm not gonna say learn behavior. I'm gonna stick with born this way because it's almost like it's almost seems like you teach me a trick. Like I'm a dog and you teach me a mm-hmm. trick. Like it's a learned behavior. Like okay, that's what people think, but that's what really some people really think like that. And people say it's a choice. So you telling me I choose to get the side eye in the grocery store. Um, I choose to be. Beat, beat up because I'm a transgender I, because I know I really identify with a female I'm choosing, like, I I'm choose to want to get the backlash exactly so it, that's why I say born this way because it's no there's no logical way for it to cause put like this the majority of us the ones I know for the most part I mean there are some people that do there is a learned behavior for them cause some people just like that curiosity going back to their vicariousness some people just want to you know, experience to say they need to try sexuals. Right. But for the ones that are concrete, if you ask, most of our, most of our stories start off when we were children, uh, adolescents. And most even then, you don't even really know yourself. You just like, okay, oh. So if I'm, I, if I was in, the, uh, I was raised in a heterosexual house. My parents are still married. You are talking twenty plus years. So if it's a learned behavior, where did I learn it from? Because I didn't see it. Ex- Hello, somebody. Oh. And yeah. I'm in the South, so I definitely don't see it. Hello. In the South. So, like I told you, it took me, what, 13, 14 years to finally see it on TV? So. And that's why I feel like it comes with the ignorance. Like, and it's not where people are educating. So. Before we wrap this up, I definitely want to get your perspective. What would be your best advice for anybody in the LGBTQIA plus community? Because I personally know somebody who's younger, who I kind of mentor, who came out and told me they were pansexual. Mm-hmm. And pansexual, if y'all don't know, is where they don't have a preference. They love who they love as long as you're a kind human being and you're, you know what I'm saying? If they love mm-hmm. you, they love you. And their person is in the church. So I just feel like with the younger generation coming up after us, which pretty much is what the pioneers before us fought for, which is pretty much our ancestors, and what we fought for to pretty much to get where they're at now for 2015 to have same-sex marriages, to where it's kind of like now they're kind of like, well, they're a little more open and available. What would be your best advice for somebody coming up in the community? 
for me, um, educate yourself. Education is very important. Um, know your history. Like, that's one to me. I'm a history major, for those that know. <laughs> so, I'm always saying know your history because you got to know where you've where you been to know where you're going. Um, as far as, you know, self, uh, self-care. Um, get you a therapist. I'm not I'm not against therapy at all. Get you a therapist. Learn how to cope with some of these things because it's not this journey of being a part of this community is not glitz and glam. As as bright as the rainbow flag is, that is not how this journey is always going to be. And it takes courage and you know you have to be brave in this community because there are going to be things still thrown at you. Like period. Like I don't matter how far we don't came, you still there's still people out there that exist. Um, also, like you said, get your mentor. Get you somebody to vent to because that that helps. A great support circle always helps. And don't be afraid to be you no matter what. No matter what they say about you, no matter what they want you to do, always be you and stand up for you. You are your biggest supporter, period. And I feel for the black community, I'm going to say that as a black community as a whole, stop trying to make us choose. Educate yourselves. Take the time to read up on some history. Like Justice gave y'all some great, poor, beautiful resources. Even if y'all have to follow platforms of the names we've mentioned to go ahead and try to get more insight, do that. Because I know it's a big social media age, but there's nothing better than reading a book and making yourself well aware. So if you have people in your family, so be a true ally. Be a true ally. Really try to understand their perspective. Learn their history. Learn their story. Be receptive. Don't be so narrow and closed-minded because we're in new days, ages, and times. It's not the same it was back in the 1950s, 60s. So be mindful of, you know what I'm saying? And be mindful of your, your verbiage. That's another thing, too. Yes. Be mindful of the verbiage because faggot is definitely offensive. I told my mom that all the time because she uses the word repetitively. I'm like, that's offensive. And even though it's not offensive to me, but it's in general, it's not. It's a derogatory term. And somebody else who might be around, if you respect me as your child and accept me for who I am, you can't disrespect the people in my community. So that's one thing for a fact I would do also suggest too for you, for the black community, since this is where I'm gearing towards. And anybody, people of color, anybody out there, if you want to be that A in the LGBTQIA+, be, be receptive, which is why this is called Let's Get Back to Questioning, Including Allies. This incorporates all of us. And I got one more thing too. Um, as an ally, check, check, your, check your other hetero friend. Be because you cannot call yourself an ally if you allow people to dehumanize our community. And like, that goes to anybody. Like, check your people. If these are your so-called friends, they will understand what you, which, why you're saying what you're saying. And they're going to have respect for what you're saying. So that's one of the things I always say, too. Like like you said, if it's something that's derogatory, it may not have anything to do with my, my part of the community, but I am a part of that community. Exactly. So exactly. Well, Jay, I appreciate you, homie. Um, definitely keep a lookout for our podcast, A Different Worldview with Jay Hill and Just Be Real. But, Jay, let the people know where they can find you, follow you, follow your business, keep up with the latest. Hey, so you can follow me. Well, you can follow me um, on IG. It's lyrically underscore attracted. Again, it's lyrically underscore attracted. You can follow um, Picture of You, um, BD University 19 on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter, music underscore addict. Uh, so you can just keep in, you know what I'm saying? Keep following us. Can't wait for A on ADV. 
It's about to be real. So it's it's only right. So just keep it real. And I guess that's square today. Just keep it real, honestly. But Jay, we appreciate you coming out, kicking it with us today, giving us some education and insight. It's Pride Month. If y'all ally and it's Pride in general, go out, celebrate, show some love. Don't forget those lives matter as well in the Be Black Lives um, Black Lives Matter movement. Let's not exclude, let's include. And on that note, let's keep it real. Well, that was Let's Get Back to Questioning, including allies. So, I hope y'all enjoyed. I appreciate you being here. Happy Pride to all those in my community. And as I always say, let's keep it real. Be real, be true, and only be unapologetically you.